So welcome to the aid station. I'm absolutely delighted today to be joined by Princess Galura, who is the general manager of Sunrise Events, part of the Ironman group based up in Manila in the Philippines. I've known Princess for many years. We've worked together on Cycle Asia events. Wonderful to see you, Princess. Why don't you maybe just start by giving us a little bit of background on yourself for, for those that don't know you? Morning, Chris. How are you? Oh, is it morning? It's afternoon. But anyway, my name is Princess Galura, obviously not my real name. Princess, because I'm the only girl in the family until now, from my great-grandfather all the way to my nephews. Uh, I've been working on the sporting industry for the last maybe 20 years. Started out with IMG and then moved on into Ironman. Maybe, I think that was 2008. And we have built the company Sunrise Events for the last 12 years until we were acquired by the Ironman group in 2019. So from one event in 2009 in Camp Sur, we have established, I think, about 15 events all throughout the calendar from Iron Girl, Iron Kids, Iron Man, all distances of triathlon. And hopefully by the end of the year, if things go well, we will do a rock and roll marathon in Manila that's already been signed and planned for, for a rollout immediately after our enhanced quarantine. That's wonderful. That's a great story. And obviously I've been a little bit part of that journey when you delivered my Cycle Asia events. And I know your events are so well respected you have triathletes from all over the world who participate in your ironman and, and rated as some of the best so you know huge congrats to to you and fred and your team for, for what you've built there it's it's a wonderful success story um I, I guess you know right now i'd love to hear everyone is you know people that i'm interviewing on the aid station are, are all over the world in different situations we're in different levels of lockdown manila in the philippines is is at the extreme end of that and we were talking before you you, you came on the call but maybe just share with us a little bit about you know, what's daily life at the moment in the Philippines for you and, and your team? So basically, we were already on enhanced community quarantine beginning March 16. So I went to the office March 16. I had to sign some other things so that, you know, we can pay rent, we can pay payroll. But my first day actually in the, in the house is March 17. So today, April 7, is my 22nd day. So since I am not the designated person to go out, I've spent it around the house uh, in order to connect to the team because I want to know how they are. I want to know, I want to maintain that we're still working. Even if, you know, this is going on, we have to prepare for things that can happen immediately after the quarantine. So we have every other Teams meeting in Microsoft. And we just, you know, even if it's not work, we just try to get to know how everybody thinks like that. As for myself, Chris, it's been a challenging thing because I don't, I'm not normally in the house. My house is like the hotel. You go out, you know, fix yourself in the morning, rush out, have a, a breakfast meeting, and then come home for dinner, sleep, and then repeat. But now 22 days, that's my personal record. So how do I survive? We work in the morning, like real deal work. Lots of you're, there with, you're there with your husband, Mecca, who's in the business as well. And you told yeah. me you've got, you got 17 dogs as well. Correct. Well, the 17 dogs, they cannot play or move around now because yeah. they have to stay in their own little spaces in the house. Yeah. So, it, well, the good thing about that is they don't litter their litter everywhere. So we don't have to clean everywhere, yeah. right? But uh, aside from that, clean the house, do work do exercise i haven't danced in a month yeah, so you're I have, a dancer you're a competition dancer aren't you, you, you yeah you, you and i'm supposed to be, i'm supposed to be in england that that's arcona which is called blackpool it's the world championship yeah. 
We yeah. also have age groups, stuff like that. I should have been there end of May. But obviously, that has been postponed to September. So what to do, right? So just, you know, bike, exercise, weights, run a little bit, jog a little bit. That's it. Then repeat again the following day. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you, one of the things I'd love to know is, you know, what, what you've learned about yourself apart from that you've, you've treated home as a hotel. But is there, is there something that you've kind of, you've learned about yourself that you didn't know about that this has brought out for you? I can survive mm -hmm. by myself and my husband and our, you know, our helper in the house, just the three of us. The things that we have in the house, Chris, I learned that we have enough, actually more than enough. I have more than enough, you know, gift cards. For two Christmases, I have more than enough books to read for maybe, I don't know, two months. I have more than enough clothes, shoes, so it's time to, you know, let go. But all these things don't really matter now, right? We can't even go out. Nothing that we possess materially matters right now. Yeah, it's a, And it's the a only thing that it? matters is that my, I'm healthy, my husband is healthy, the dogs are healthy, and that there is hope that this will end sometime soon. Yeah, no, it's a great insight. And your team, you mentioned your team. How many in your team? And, and, and they all around the Philippines generally? Well, they're all in Metro Manila. We're Metro 14, Manila. so we do teams. So in teams, it's like Zoom, but, you know, everybody can say something about themselves. So they share what's happening in their own little area. Because in the Philippines, Chris, there's the precedent, but there are little precedents that, that head cities. Yeah. And the task now is being given to the mayors who are the head of these cities on how they will deliver healthcare, on, the, on how they will deliver relief, how they will, you know, how to make sure that everybody eats. So there is now uh, like a battle, who's the best mayor, who can best deliver these things. And thank God, I think our mayor is doing well, one of the youngest mayor, and then the, the host of the Rock and Roll uh, Manila Marathon, which is the city of Manila, is actually doing well too. A lot of others doing well, but of course, if there's a battle, somebody will be less, be less good compared to others. Mm. Well, that's interesting. So yeah, as, as we move beyond this, there's going to be hopefully cities wanting to bring these events uh, to them and, and support them. What about your biggest challenge then? You said, you know, challenge for yourself, but from a business perspective now, as you know, you're running this group of 16 people, I think you said, remotely looking forward, what, what, what would you say is your, you know, what, what's keeping you, hopefully you're not being kept awake too much at night, but is there anything that's keeping you awake at night at the moment on a, on a regular basis? Well, of course, I ha we always had these town hall meetings with Andrew Messick. And as you know, uh, Iron Man has been purchased by another company recently, maybe like two, three weeks ago. And they said that the objective is to keep everybody, every single employee until the end of the year. But we have to manage costs. We have to manage cash flow. So all the people who are, you know, kind of in the mancom will have to do more budgeting, more prioritizing. So thank God I'm able to sleep well. But the, the other thing that I'm very worried about is number one, how will the events happen towards the end of the year? It will be stacked up, right? So instead of having maybe 2,000 people, because they have to choose, you're going to have, what, 1,300 people mm. when you've already planned and budgeted for 2,000. So that's one. Second is, will the government units still have money to support us? Will they have the resources and assets left after all these quarantine? What will happen to all the doctors? Do they have funding to even help us, you know, deploy manpower? Hopefully they do, because end of day, Chris, 
we need people to go back to Subic Bay, go back to Cebu. You know, restaurants need to be full again. Restaurants need to, you know, start making food again. Hotels need to have entrance there. So we hope that somehow there will be something left with the government to support jump-starting the local economy wherever they are, mm. whether it's the Boo, Subic, Davao. And, you know, for, for those that are watching that don't know, I mean, the Philippines, uh, you know, I'm very biased because I'm married to a beautiful Filipino Filipina. woman, but it's one of the most beautiful countries in the world. And, you know, one of your biggest foreign currency earners is, uh, is, is tourism. And, you know, one of the others is all the amazing Filipino people working all over the world, repatriating funds yeah. to, to the Philippines. I, I, think, yeah. I think I'm right in saying that that's your biggest foreign currency earner is repatriated funds. So all those, those amazing Filipinos in health service and hospitality and everything all over the world now not earning money as well. So their families are being impacted. And, you know, I guess this is a story that's being repeated yeah. in one shape or another in yeah. countries around the world. But, you know, one thing I would say to you know, I'm sure there's going to be some fear of traveling uh, once this happens. But, yes. uh, you know, for anyone who's watching, if you want to go to an absolutely beautiful country and meet some amazing and hospitable people, the, the Philippines is right up there at some of the most beautiful beaches and, and places yes. I've been to in the world. And I've been lucky to have traveled to, I think, 51 or 52 countries now. It, it really is absolutely beautiful. So, so moving on from that. So, you know, those are, those are some of your challenges. And, and thank you for sharing those. And, and again, I think that's going to resonate with with many people who are watching this and many people in the industry generally. What are you seeing from an innovation process? I mean, I, I, I've seen, you know, within the industry, there's amazing stuff. And I know you maybe can share a little bit of, of, of Ironman's just learned, launched their virtual racing, but maybe other innovations that you've seen that, 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 that might not necessarily be in the industry. But what are some of the great things that you've seen happening as a result of this? Because I think adversity often brings out the best in people and we're going to see some great stuff. So maybe start by sharing a little of your virtual racing and, and anything else you've seen in the innovation space. You're very correct. I think everything that's happening now is happening online. So even before April, even before the sale of Ironman, Andrew started talking about the virtual racing. And thank God they were able to do all the paperwork, all the, all the things that need to be done, that, you know, back-end technology, making sure that it's uh, good in terms of um, the guideline, what to do, how to do it. So we were able to launch that last, I think, last weekend. And I think there were about 10,000 people who enlisted for that, including our Filipino community. Wonderful. So that's number one, the virtual racing. That can make sure that people are looking forward to doing something, that they're still training. And then the second thing, which is still online, a lot of our triathlete Filipinos are on Zwift. So they are doing all these group rides, trying to become a community still, even without touching or being near each other. And lastly, the innovation that is really very good for me working is like what we're doing now, Zoom and Teams, because we can still work even if we don't see each other. It can actually happen. That can ease the traffic in Manila. Imagine if we can consider, you know, not working in the office maybe twice a week, thrice a week. The, the traffic in Manila will go down for sure. So yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's such a great point I was going to raise you. I mean, I... I see your posts on Facebook, you know, you so often get stuck in these two, three hour traffic jams, uh, you know, what impact that's having not only on people's life, but pollution. And, you know, one of, one of the beautiful things that this is bringing is an opportunity for the planet to heal in some way. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's this wonderful opportunity that we realize that we can work remotely. We don't need to get on planes and so on. So I think 
you know, you seem to be saying that, that that's maybe something that you'll institute with your team. Obviously, you know, from a work perspective and, you know, from our event perspective, this virtual is going to have a huge role to play. But the real help is as human beings, we obviously crave connection. We crave being with each other. We were talking before we went on the call, what's the new normal going to be like? There's going to have to be a bunch of innovation around how we structure our events, safety, you know, from, from that perspective. But uh, yeah, you seem to be saying very much in that virtual space, uh, connecting now and, 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 and connecting afterwards. Yeah, wonderful. Hopefully we can continue doing this because it, it increases productivity. In, yeah. It increases time at home so that you can bond with the people at home compared to, you know, spending two, three hours in traffic, just, you know, watching Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful, Princess. Some great insights. I'd love to end, you know, the tagline for this is, uh, a cup of inspiration and and you know lots of people are looking for inspiration lots of people are giving inspiration i mean one of the reasons i'm talking about you is because i i think you're an incredibly inspiring woman what you've achieved with that business but you know share with us one something that's keeping you one or two in in the last couple of minutes something that you find that's inspiring someone who's inspired you something that kind of helps you in the inevitable flat spots of what's going on here to be inspired that you might be able to share with uh, with people that are watching the show well you know chris that we are 95 percent catholic in the philippines right yeah. but most of us are like catholic just because we are born as catholic mm -hmm. but we never got the chance to you know have that real catholic in us but during these times there's nothing to do you you, you have to think about the future the past there is this person, I'm sure you know him, our weatherman, Kim Atienza. Yes. He is a born-again Christian. And even before this happened, he has been trying to teach me how to pray. But the good thing about praying, Chris, is that there's, there's nothing you can do if you just worry. So what we do is to always pray. It sounds maybe not good for others who are not believers, but it sure helps me calm down. Yeah. Each time I feel a sore throat, each time Nico feels that he has a headache, is it COVID? We don't know, right? So we just calm down and pray and lift it to him. The, you know, our finances, our home, our family, our protection, nothing to do. Nothing is in our hands. Yeah. So we just pray and lift it up. That's, that is what is keeping us going, Chris. I mean, Wonderful. try it. It, it. it helps big time. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I think, you know, you're right. Is, you know, everybody has their own God, whether they're Catholic or wherever they may, or, or not everybody has, but many people choose to say, well, that's, you know, that gives them strength in, in this time. And, yeah. and I think, you know, strength for, for that, realizing that there's a higher power, but also uh, strength of gratitude as well. I mean, one of the, that's one of the things I practice every day is, you know, I, I think we are so lucky. Um, wherever we are, most of us in that, that will be viewing this, we're so much better off than, than other people. Princess, it's been absolutely wonderful to connect again. Thank you so much. I wish you and your team all the best. Send my best to Miko and the rest of the team. And uh, thank you for making time. We look forward to seeing you on the other end of this. Take care. Thank you, Chris. Take care. Stay safe. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.